What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the campfire. The only place where friends and strangers alike sit down and tell tales in truth or fiction in exchange of my blessing of their safe travels. Allow me to relight the fire while you relax and listen. Make your mind wander about the reality we live in. The story I'm about to tell you is from a traveler named Her Creation. He called this experience All of the women in my family die at age 27. Part 4 Please, allow me to tell you his tale. It's been one hell of a week, friends, and I've got a lot to update y'all on. I hope you'll forgive me if I rush through a lot. Like I said, there's a lot I have to say, and I have a job to get back to. Anyway, I believe last time I left off on arriving home from my trip to get my son. I ended up finding him with my shit stain of a grandfather found out my son is some sort of prophecy, and I came home with not only my son, but with the Lucia, the little girl he's come to know as his sister, as well. Of course, I was happy to be reunited with my child, Ali, but I was terrified now that I knew he was so valuable to the cult behind the death of my mother and sisters. So, I was understandably pretty freaked out to find a strange man knocking on my front door the minute I got home. Laura, who's that? Lucia squeaked from the back seat. I hadn't even realized that I'd stopped in the middle of the street. I swallowed my fear, pulled into the driveway, and stepped out of the car. Commanding the kids to stay inside, I locked the doors and approached the stranger. Excuse me. I barked, attempting to appear confident. I wasn't exactly out of the closet with my powers yet, so I was nervous about what could happen. Who are you? Why are you here? The man turned to face me, a grin plastered across his face. Laura, he replied, almost nostalgically, as if he knew me. I was sure I'd never seen him before and I think I'd recognize him if I had. Considering the raised pink scar across his left cheek, he had the rough, rugged appearance of a man who'd seen too much. Answer me, I demanded, gaze firmly locked on him. If he made any sudden movements, I had to be ready. He remained where he stood, seemingly attuned to my apprehensions. It's me, Laura. It's Uncle Job. I couldn't help but laugh at whatever mind games he was attempting as I hardened my stare, freezing him in place. I hadn't seen my Uncle Job since I was little, but my memory wasn't that poor. He was my mother's twin. He had the same spattering of freckles across his pale face and light brown hair that she had, that I have. With his olive skin and tight salt and pepper crew cut, the man before me looked nothing like Job, nor anyone in my family. Let's try that again, I breathed, inching closer towards the stranger. Tell me the truth. I could sense a flicker of fear within him, 
within me as well. If they'd found me already, I knew I was screwed, but I'd have to deal with that later. The man was silent for a few long moments, and then he began to sing. All the little girls dancing on the clifftops, all their little bracelets. Jingling in the breeze, he started, the tune jaunty, strangely familiar. All the little girls, suddenly their dance stops, and all the little girls jump down into the sea. I finished, eyes welling with tears. An old nursery rhyme I didn't even know I'd retained, one my uncle Job had taught me while we reenacted the scene with my dolls. I relinquished my hold on him. Why? Why have you come? I'm here to help, L. They're after you. Won't be long until they find what they're looking for, he sighed, nodding his head towards the car, towards Ali. I knew I had to keep my guard up, couldn't trust anyone in the family anymore. But he was always so kind, so gentle. Nothing like my father. Something in him seemed genuine. I made a split-second decision to hear him out. I ushered the kids out of the car into the house and allowed Job inside. I was terrified I'd made the wrong choice, but figured I'd at least be able to use the full extent of my powers if I needed to behind closed doors. I think Job knew it too. After getting the children settled in my room for a nap, I sat Job down on the couch in the living area. I got him a glass of water. Though I never let him out of my direct line of sight, it wasn't just me I had to worry about anymore. Tell me everything. I rushed, pulling a chair to face him. I know you have no reason to trust me, he answered, a deep frown on his weathered face. I wouldn't trust me, either, but you have to understand. My father raised me to believe that the women of our family are evil. He raised me to believe in the prophecy. Inhaling sharply through my teeth, I cut him off. Yeah, he told me about that. Before I, um, I killed him. Job nodded almost enthusiastically, his eyes widening. Good, good riddance. He wanted me to fulfill the prophecy so badly. But when I didn't grow to display any powers, he appointed me as your mother's monitor. The name itself struck fear into my heart, who had been monitoring me. As your mother's monitor, I was to take an active role in her life. To keep tabs on her. To make sure she didn't escape before she turned 28. Despite the remorse evident in his tone, both terror and anger surged within me. Who? Who is my monitor? I asked reluctantly. Your father killed him too, I blurted if only to settle my own nerves. Job smirked. I probably would have been your monitor, too, but I defected from the cult soon after you girls were born. Your mom was a fighter, so they made sure I kept a close eye on her. Ironically, spending so much time with her forced me to critically examine the ideologies my father had instilled in me until they started to unravel. And when I got to know you, and Joy, and Moira, I finally saw the truth. I couldn't comprehend the possibility of evil within you girls. Knew it couldn't be right to snuff out the light you brought to the world. I started digging, found out some hard truths. Turns out I was being monitored, too, he stated with a sad laugh. Tears pooling in his eyes. I managed to warn your mother about the cult. The fathers of the precipice, before they removed me. Before they killed her. I shook my head vigorously fearfully reminding myself that this could easily be a setup. Besides, there was still the matter of his appearance to clear up. How can I trust you? You don't even look like yourself. When your mother was murdered, I lost my best friend. I wanted nothing more than to dismantle the fathers, but I knew they were looking for me. I scoured the internet for solutions after years in hiding. 
I found just that in a strange boutique, one where you can walk out in an entirely new appearance. He explained, gesturing to the new features he'd been granted. I don't expect you to trust me. Your sisters didn't because they didn't recognize me. But I know you are my only chance at ending the father's cycle of killing now. Once and for all, tentatively, I allowed myself to put my trust in him. I elected to keep Ali's powers secret, terrified of what might happen if the man I'd led into our lives turned out to be just as bad as other family members I'd been reunited with recently. I was constantly on edge, felt as if I had to sleep with one eye open again. That kind of paranoia is all too familiar to me, like the curse I'd believed would take me all of my life was renewed. But this time, I knew the danger to my life, to Ali and Lucia's lives. To be real, as I got the children accustomed to their new home, Job spent the next weeks attempting to infiltrate the Fathers of the Precipice. To discern the location of their headquarters, he insisted that many young boys were held captive there. Guarded by the Fathers, he painted a horrifying picture of the abuse he'd suffered there. The indoctrination forced upon him, between strategizing with Job and playing with the children, I spent long hours training myself and bolstering my discipline. After I'd put the kids to bed one evening, I found myself plagued by guilt. Recalling how Catherine had died at my hands, how I couldn't heal her. I chased the memory with six shots of vodka and spent the rest of the night alternating between dragging a razor across my skin and willing the wounds shut to put my mind at ease. I must admit that, despite the powers I had at my disposal, I feared going up against so many people hellbent against my survival. It was hard enough trying to control two people last time. I was terrified how I would fare against the dozens of men Job approximated would be waiting for me. But I knew I had to try if what he said was indeed true. When Job shot out of his seat last week, I immediately knew that he'd found what he was looking for. He'd been perched on that chair in front of his computer so long that I thought he might have grown attached to it. My uneasiness escalated to new heights as I understood he'd found the place where I'd meet my fate. Whether good or bad, he called me over to show me his screen. He typed in the address to show an image of my destination. A sprawling green lawn out front, a towering white mansion. It was almost a day's drive away, but it was within reach. And although I was scared out of my mind of what might await me there, I wanted to go. I needed to finish what I'd started. Job and I made arrangements to leave the next morning, though we argued over how to handle the children. I didn't trust anyone to watch them, yet I refused to take them with me. They wanted Ali more than they wanted me, and I knew they wouldn't hesitate to kill Lucia. It seemed like there was no solution. I insisted on going alone, but Job wouldn't hear it. We agreed to settle it in the morning, so I put the kids to bed while Job laid down to rest on the couch. I slipped out of the house in the middle of the night. It was certainly a risk leaving the children with Job, but I'd come to realize that he was the only person I felt like I could trust. I again feared this was a misstep, but I prayed otherwise. I set a course for the mansion that housed the fathers of the precipice and quietly pulled out of the driveway. I realize that each time I update you all, I mention how terrified I am as I make whatever trip I'm on. This time, though, I felt like I was nearing closer to certain death with each mile covered. I worried constantly about Ali and Lucia. I wanted nothing more than to come home to them. So I resolved to do just that, though it seemed overly optimistic, naive. As I drew closer to my destination, I found myself panicked, jittery, 
I'd pulled over to nap in my car, but it was a restless sleep. Still, the sooner I was finished with the fathers, the sooner I could return home. I parked about a mile away, opting to walk the remaining distance. The estate was even more lavish in person than the pixels on Job's screen could possibly display. I felt dwarfed by its size and feared it as if it were some massive predator. Its enormous arched door the mouth I was willingly striding towards. This time, though, I wasn't looking for answers, wouldn't be asking any questions. Job had instructed me where I needed to go to rescue the children. I thrust the door open to find a large entryway with two marble staircases leading up to an overhang on the second level. A man stood, frozen, on one of the steps. I snapped his neck with no hesitation. Within seconds, more men spilled onto the second floor balcony before clamoring down the stairs. One drew a gun, pointing it at my chest. I redirected his aim before forcing him to empty the chamber into his mouth. I forced another off the overhang, slamming him face first into the marble flooring. But they kept coming, one after another, after another, closer and closer. I took out a few more by releasing the chandelier from the ceiling to crush them. But as soon as I felt I had the upper hand, more men trickled downstairs. More came at me from the hallways on either side of me. Panicked, overwhelmed, and terrified, I felt a pair of arms seize me from behind. Saw the herd of men closing in on me, their faces warped with hatred and disgust. I shoved as many of them away as I could, but I was merely buying time. And I was barely doing that, considering how many there were surrounding me. Too many to control on my own. Each attempt grew feebler, weaker as I felt myself fatiguing rapidly. I knew it was over then, yet as I began to accept my fate, I started to hear the faint sounds of waves breaking against a tough rock, of wind whistling all around. My surroundings began to fade, giving way to that same old scene that had tormented me since I first received my powers. There was the shelf of rock, the churning black rapids down below, the whipping wind. But there was something else there, this time. Something that chilled me to the bone. There were girls, not just little girls, but teenagers and young women, too. All in flowing white dresses with gleaming silver adorning their wrists. At first sight, it seemed almost as if they were dancing. In constant movement, moving in pairs, switching partners. All the little girls, dancing on the clifftops. The horrified looks on their faces made it clear, though that this was not a joyous occasion. They were saying goodbye. Their gowns thrashed about in the wind as they whispered softly to one another, tears streaking their faces. Instead of embracing, they reached out to hold another's hands and theirs tenderly before moving on to the next. This was all they could do. Their wrists were shackled. All the little girls, bracelets jingling in the breeze. A man's bellow pierced through the tragic scene, startling both me and the group gathered on the cliff. Just behind me, a collection of men began to advance upon the women and girls, brandishing knives in their hands. I leaped back at the sight, but they didn't seem to notice me, only seemed to see or care about the women and girls in white. All the little girls, suddenly their dance stops. They continued forward as the first of the girls jumped, relentless in their pursuit until, screaming in horror, they all launched themselves off the precipice, and all the little girls jumped down into the sea. I rushed forward to stare over the edge of the cliff, watching in terror as the girls thrashed wildly in the water, drowning. Their collective fear, despair, anger overwhelmed me, 
the power of their emotions nearly suffocating. Wailing, I beat one fist into the rough rock beneath me as. One by one, they tired, their bodies seizing to sink deep below. The sea enveloped them until it appeared to me just as it had before. The dark, churning rapids, so fearsome, yet at the same time, so inviting. There was no time for second guessing. I threw my arms above my head and dove off the cliff. I plunged headfirst into the brisk, briny water. As the sea swallowed me whole, I propelled myself deeper, closer to whatever had been coaxing me down all of this time. Forcing my eyes open, I recoiled as I realized I was not alone. The fallen girls and women swam in a torrent around me. Their corpses now bloated and discolored, flesh peeling and hanging off the bone in several places. The original daughters of the precipice were forced off the cliff before they could age into their powers. Urging myself even further into the dark water, I nearly opened my mouth to gasp as I saw Moira and Joy swimming alongside me. Their gruesome appearances still jarring, though their presence was oddly comforting. Moira extended a finger to point. I followed the trajectory with stinging eyes. All my apprehensions came to a screeching halt as a figure came into view. It was my mother. Beaming, she reached her hand up from the depths. I extended mine in turn, kicking my feet to hasten the connection. As soon as my hand grazed hers, a surge of electric energy raced through me, startling me. She gave me an encouraging nod, and I clasped onto her hand, holding it tight in my own. I returned to reality at the father's mansion with a splitting screech. The men backed away, hands clapped over their ears. A power unlike any I'd ever known or felt before flowed through me flowed out of me as I faced each of my attackers with renewed energy. I felt my hand plunge into one man's chest to crush his beating heart still inside him. I felt my energy fill an assailant's brain with so much energy that it overheated to an explosion, blood dribbling from his ears as he crumpled to the ground. I felt myself shred five, ten, fifteen, more attackers with less energy than it takes to flick on a light switch. With my attackers taken care of, I took a deep breath in slowly exhaling the rage and power granted to me by the daughters of the precipice. I needed to be in control when I found the children, though I feared the second wave of fathers likely awaited me. As I quietly padded across the room, I noticed one of my assailants still clinging to life, his eyes wide and breath shallow. Directing my glare at him, I flipped his body over, leaving him face down in a thick pool of his comrade's blood to drown. It seemed fitting. I followed Jobs' directions down the hallway to a locked door. Busting the lock with a pointed stair, I crept down the stairs the door revealed, anxious for what might await me. What I saw down there, well, it was much worse than I ever anticipated. The room was nearly empty, no children, no people. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at bet mgm 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Save for one man sitting. Waiting. He just laughed at my shocked expression. My fear for the children. Not what you were expecting. My heart began to race. So, it was a trap. Job lied to me. And I'd left my children with him. You're just like all the other daughters. You think you're so smart, think you're better than us. He rambled, shaking his head incredulously. We knew you would find us, knew you'd be stupid enough to come here yourself. We've placed all the boys in homes. We couldn't risk you coming here to slaughter them all. The prophecy will be fulfilled, as it has been foretold. It was my turn to laugh, scoffing at his assumption that I'd come to kill innocent children. The prophecy has been fulfilled. All right. I muttered, immobilizing him in my hold. I didn't know what tricks he might have had up his sleeve, so I couldn't be too careful. My son is the prophecy, yet he's stronger, smarter, and more compassionate than any of you. When the moment of truth came, he thought for himself. He let me go. The cycle is over. You're wrong, he spat, glaring. The others are still out there. They will continue to breed and slaughter you like livestock believing the prophecy remains unfulfilled. They will find you, they will kill you, and they will take your son. I froze in place as I realized. He was right. I thrust his head into the wall behind him before running out of the mansion to get my vehicle. The return trip was no easier than the trip there. I felt as if I had to be on constant surveillance. Worst of all, I had no idea what I was coming home to. The worst case scenario ran through my mind on repeat. Job had killed Lucia, had taken Ali, had alerted more of the fathers to my location. More likely than not, they would already be there. I was so tired, I didn't have much fight left in me. I should have stopped to sleep, paused to recharge for the attack I knew awaited me. But there was no time to waste if my children were in danger again. The thumping sound coming from my trunk showed me I had even less time than I'd originally hoped. As I finally pulled back into my driveway... The front door swung open. I jumped in my seat, bracing myself for the onslaught I knew I was unprepared for. Instead, Ali ran out, followed by Lucia. Then Job. I thrust the door to my car open and stumbled out of the vehicle to meet them, crumbling with exhaustion onto the paved ground. Ali wrapped his arms around me, tears running down his face. Do you don't leave again, he cried. Weakly, I held him close as I finally allowed myself to process. All that had happened in the past month to grieve the losses I'd faced. The years of life I'd lost to a false curse. The lives I'd taken. Heaving sobs racked my body as Lucia joined the embrace. 
I snaked one arm around her shoulders. Uncle Job kneeled on the ground behind me to rub an open palm over my back, comforting me. A series of loud thumps rocked the back of the parked car, sent me back into panic. I whipped my head around to glance at Job over my shoulder. We're not safe, I whispered. Get the kids inside. He did as I asked. Once I was alone again, I opened the garage door to pull my car inside. Hopping the trunk open, I stared down at my captive, the man from the basement. He was bound and gagged, struggling furiously against his restraints. I rammed his head against the floor of the trunk until he was out cold again. I'd come back for him later. I needed a hot shower and a warm meal. Needed some time with my family first. Like I said before, he was right. There are still more out there, still more fathers using the daughters as incubators for a prophecy that had already come. A prophecy of hatred and fear that I will end with all of the compassion and love I have for my son. All of the humanity that exists within him that the fathers couldn't steal. There are still more fathers who would come to harm my family. Still more innocent children in their clutches. In the days since, I've been using my powers to extract information from my captive. Healing him just as he starts to slip away. Job and I have already confirmed three homes for me to visit once I've gotten enough rest. I'm exhausted, physically, mentally, emotionally. And I'm tired of using my powers to harm. But I know I can't stop yet. I know there are more out there like me, more innocent women, more innocent children, likely more defectors like Job, too. I can't rest until I find and free them all until I ensure the safety of my family. And I will make damn sure that every woman and girl in my family, every daughter of the precipice, makes it to age 28. Now, that was the end of my tale. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Listening while escaping the world you live in. That is all for today. Safe travels and a blessed day. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.